What's going on, podcast land? If you ask my wife what I own more than anything, she will quickly tell you that it's t-shirts. And guess what? I'm about to add to that collection thanks to Faith Attire. Since 2012, Faith Attire has been stacking up an incredible collection of streetwear with a message. T-shirts, hats, baseball tees, the whole nine yards. Their excellence is displayed through their products, but their vision and purpose is even greater. Head on over to faithattire.co to browse their catalog and use the promo code NRP116 to get 15% off your order. That's NRP116. Faith Attire, apparel for the selfless. Hey, this is Wes from the You Guys podcast, and you're listening to Not Really Just Podcast. Thank you, Bishop Bullwinkle, Bishop for that Bull- lovely intro. No. Intro. Oh, intro. Man. Uh, intro? You should, there's a music video along with it. It's thank God. It is. It's intense, it's man. Hilarious. It really depicts the the troubled youth and everything that goes with that. The troubled. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Not Religious Podcast, everybody. I'm Blake, and I am Brian. And once again, this week. We have Claire joining us. Everyone's favorite anti-vaxxer. That's me. And flat earther. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Tell us about your hoodie that you got, by the way. I am a flat earther. You are a flat earther. That's what my sweatshirt says. Yeah. So. <laughs> flat earth, flat earth flat army? Flat earth army. That yeah. is amazing. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Monica. Thank that you, is, Monica. That is amazing, and I desperately need one to get one of those. Yes. It's from the guy who made the documentary on Netflix. Oh, it's the guy. So it's official merch. Yeah, I think we may have sent real money to support. (laughs) (laughs) Real money, not Bitcoin. Real actual. (laughs) Have you seen that documentary, Blake? No, uh uh-uh. So I've heard about it. I haven't watched it. He's 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 got it going on. No, no, he's he's just an unusual fellow. I wouldn't say he doesn't have it going on, but he wears like um, at conventions and things. He wears like light up glasses and like a light up tie so yeah it's a i would say then he has it going on oh okay people would say (laughs) i flew last weekend i didn't see the curve that's all i'm saying you didn't see a curve at all Nope, no No curve we're gonna be flying uh in august yeah is that correct brian yeah we're going to texas all right well i'm gonna have to try to prove that then oh what'd you do in texas uh my cousin graduated high school so i flew out to dallas you flew to freaking texas for high school graduation yeah long story okay okay so my oldest brother um uh we drove to ohio when his when my nieces his daughters they're twins when they graduated um a few years later my nephew was graduating high school and he invited us and we could not make it to ohio we just didn't we were poor and we honestly i mean we couldn't afford the gas money at the time and um i was working at the church and i, I could not ask for 
that that time off during that period and that is the reason why my brother does not talk to me today oh dang yeah and that was like wow like six years ago seven years ago well you got me graduations are the worst part of being alive so I'm I'm glad I don't work at the church any longer because I used to get invited to every graduation party. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen, kid, I mean, I don't even know you. (laughs) And you're expecting me to buy you a present and give you church graduation party. So, yeah, it's no fun. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, nothing, nothing fun's happening. We're not having any fun here. No, definitely not. Anyway. 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 Um. Thank you, Claire, for letting us know that you were going to be in town. Yeah, we're all It's always me. a blast to have you back on. Um, we should have had you on last week because yeah, all about it. evolution. Yeah, because that's your... I have a degree in biology. So. Right. Yeah. That would be... <laughs> I do not have a degree. I think I even f- almost failed biology. I know I failed high school biology, but I, I don't know. I didn't take it in college, so... You want to know how I passed biology in high school? Please tell me you cheated. No, I didn't. I didn't cheat at all. So my teacher that I had broke his hip within a month of the school year beginning and was out until the last month of the school year. So we had a substitute the entire time. Um, And he just kind of let us do whatever. And we went to the gym a lot during biology. It was almost like another, almost like another study hall like period um and for those of us who didn't like to do homework like this guy <laughs> so i i would go play basketball with my friends and go uh you know to tr- attempt to do other homework um but he pretty much just gave us the answers to everything uh just so we could all get by so that's the only reason that i passed biology that year what's his name uh, which which one? Don't dox him the, like that. The sub. No, the sub. Don't do that. No. The sub. Oh, okay. I, was I really gonna, can't even I was remember his give name. Him like a shout out. So, <laughs> oh, I got it this time. Is your nub okay, Brian? Your nubbin was stuck in your head again. Yes. Oh man, did did Are you inside your head? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that episode? No. There was an episode where we had, and this would have been awesome for video. Video, but Brian got his little nubbin out of his in ears. That sounds. <laughs> Got his nubbin stuck in his ear. <laughs> a, n- a nubbin is the thing on an earbud or an in-ear I'm monitor. sure everyone knows what I was talking about, Brian. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, the little, little <laughs> rubber piece got hey, stuck in his ear. don't we know someone with a nubbin who has like a tail? Do it, we? Don't, don't we know? Maybe. The missing link. The missing the link. Missing link. <laughs> the missing link. The missing link. Anyway. 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 Uh, that's so, not intelligent design. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. It's not called theistic evolution. That's not a term design. at all. But we'll let but, that one go. But the Google said. The Google's Google said. always right. Yes. But yeah, every, every bit of Google is right. Yes. Well, this week we're really excited to talk about our topic. However, before we get to that, of course, I've got a new segment. They're really coming down on this kid in this article, too, and I I, I think he's a genius. All right, here we go. Student punished for implied threat after putting high school on Craigslist. <laughs> what? what? 
while some of his classmates wanted to execute senior pranks that would potentially disrupt classes, Missouri high school student Kylan Scheel opted for some tomfoolery <laughs> that was a little more chill. Quote, other people were going to uh, relieve mice or, you know, uh, building a beach in front of, a, of the lobby area, Scheel told Kansas City Fox's affiliate. And I thought, let's do something more laid back. So I decided to post the school up for sale. <laughs> that is awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> How do you spell his last name? Shield. How do you spell it? Uh, S-C-H-E-E-L-E. Okay. Were you doubting the way that I pronounce things? <laughs> no, I, we're talking oh. about a term today that's very close. Oh, very, it is very close to that. Yeah, so. Sorry. No, anyway. Excuse me. Continue, sir. Uh, so, Shield listed Truman High School for the reasonable price of $12,275 on Craigslist. Sounds legit. Um, his post described the building as a, quote, huge 20-plus room facility. <laughs> and then listed the following selling points, among others. Newly built football field. Newly added four modern-day rooms next to Walmart for convenience. Huge parking lot, great for partygoers looking for somewhere to park. Bigger than normal dining room. Reason for sale is due to loss of students coming up. Oh my Lord. Named after hometown resident, uh, U.S. President Harry S. Truman and his family. But you, while you would think just off the name, it would fetch more than twelve grand. Well, it, Truman, you know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's just doing everyone a solid. Okay. You know, yeah. maybe the. The, the town of, where was that? Kansas, Kansas City. City. Monica said she went to school near there. Oh, really? Yeah. I just texted her about Huh. She said, yeah, no, that's hilarious, and that's, I know where that is. That's <laughs> hilarious. I wonder if it's still available. I don't have 12 grand to buy a school. Well, sorry. <laughs> but while Shields Internet hijinks uh, didn't cause a headache school janitors or violate any health codes that loss of students comment concerned school administrators enough that they took oh, action no they oh, didn't yeah oh. so i decided to say the reason we're selling this is because of the loss of students because the senior class is graduating uh, but they took Shield. it like he was gonna right. call them behind the place right up. independence police uh department detectives independence to police department detectives investigated the Craigslist ad and decided not to pursue criminal charges, but told Shield to remove the post and suggested he speak with school administrators. But that didn't seem to help much. Shield told the local news outlet that the administration suspended him for the remainder of the school year and is not allowing him to walk in his graduation this weekend. Can he still graduate? Uh, the school, it seems, saw the post as an implied threat, um, albeit not a credible one. I, I, I don't know. I guess we're, we might he get He said there. he can't walk. said he can't walk. He'll probably still graduate. Okay. He just can't walk. I mean, like a win -win. that's a win-win, man. Yeah. You don't you're, have to go through the... Right. The uh, No criminal charges. Nothing's on your permanent record. Get out you of school early. You don't have to go to school anymore. Right. And you don't have to go to the stupid graduation. Yep. Uh, I'd, I'd say he came out on top here. Yeah, definitely. That's a funny prank. And he got out of school early. That's hilarious. That's good yeah. stuff. So well the done, hero sir. of the week... Along with, <laughs> along with our new segment, thank you, Mr. Scheel. You are a true American hero. And it's a cool name. Kylan, that's different. That is different. Yeah. That's a different name. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. Moving on. 
Moving on up. Hey guys, this is Blake. And I'm Brian. And we're here to tell you about another great sponsor of the Not Religious Podcast, and that is The Found Sheep. If you head on over to thefoundsheep.net right now, you can check out their great collection of hats, beanies, shirts, sweatshirts, things like that. Their hats are especially, especially dope. Am I right, Brian? You are right on That's point. That's right. And why don't you go ahead and tell them about their, their outreach there? Yeah, so everything that they create is designed to point souls to Jesus and to remind believers that he is our good shepherd. Man, they give 10% of all of their profits to the local church, and another 10% provides outreach to people who serve in need all around the world. Well, I'll be doggone. That's right. That's awesome. An apparel company with a mission. That's exactly right. Go check out their stuff. They got really neat stuff. And we also have a neat little promo code for all of our listeners today. That's Brian, right. what's that promo code? If you type in not religious, that's not religious in all caps after you fill your little goodie basket up with all of your merch, guess what? You'll get 10% off. Woo. Heck yeah, dude. That's just for our listeners. So thank you guys. Go ahead and check them out on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and help support the foundsheep.net. Boom. Boom. Moving on. So this week, uh, Brian sent me an article and uh, brought it up and thought it would be really neat to talk about um, so I'd say let's all grab our cold brew. If you're drinking some cold brew, some iced coffee, Claire, are you ready? Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Oh, is this a thing? Cheers. Okay, cheers. There we go. Right. Awesome. Let's talk all about hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. figured you would have went with highway to hell uh no i, I went with so iron maiden hell's bells hell's bells <laughs> so we're talking about hell we're talking about hell um i have thought about this continually for a very 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 long time and recently i've been seeing a lot of traffic on some of the podcasts that i follow and some of the blogs that i follow about this topic and I I just think it's important all right so if you're a Christian and what is your motivation for witnessing to people or what is your motivation for telling the gospel and I would say like 90% of people would say to save people from hell and then you ask them well what's hell and the first thing they're going to say is oh like a fire and you know conscious eternal torment and all of this other stuff but I've always read the Bible and when I've heard or read about hell I just don't picture that sometimes I'm not saying it's not real I'm not saying that's not what it is I just don't picture that and then when I saw this topic start gaining traffic I'm like oh I'm not alone on this like there's other people who don't necessarily it's not it's not heretical you know it's not heresy it's just it's wondering what hell actually is and, and what the what the scripture actually says about hell and there's actually other people who 
have the same thought that I was having. So I was like, oh, this would be good to talk about. Yeah. This is, this is a good one. You, the article, for anyone who wants to go check it out, um, comes from medium.com. It's called Hell, a Biblical Staple that the Bible Never Actually Mentions. Um, according to this article, there is no actual mention of hell as we have come to know it in Christianity, where everyone tells you if you don't believe in God um, or if you are a sinner, then you are going to burn for all of eternity. However, not necessarily the case. Right. Um, there are many mentions of things kind of that can be translated to hell um, that are mentioned in the Bible like uh, Sheol mm. uh, in the Hebrew language which we we actually learned about in a Bible study right um, a little while ago but even then it's not a place of eternal conscious torment it's more of just like it, well not even really purgatory it was more of kind of just nothing like a you know? like a waiting place yeah when you hear hell claire what do you think about um i think which is i don't know i'm probably in the minority but i've always thought of it as just not in the presence of god yeah so right like not that's not my minor, minority in this room fire at mm-hmm. all it's like you're just kind of there alone yeah. well not alone but like with without spiritual spiritual yeah. people right i um dante's inferno you guys familiar with that whole thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where, from what I can gather and find out, that's where most of Western Christianity is pulling the visual representation of hell from. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, it's very, the word hell doesn't appear, Mm-mm. you know? At least not in the Old Testament that we know for sure of. Now, there can be some... Um, tie-ins in the new testament but the actual word hell in in the bible is it not Not, really not in the translation not really yeah and there's so many different translations uh i mean it's on it's unending every time you turn around there's another translation that comes out and it's i think over time where man has taken those translations and kind of twisted them different ways you get different interpretations of it so sure sure, i'm sure that there's some of them where they actually refer to this place of eternal conscious torment as capital h hill like an actual place yeah however not really i like that how that article said that the most mentions is in the king james version yeah they just freaking called it out yeah right yeah Yeah. absolutely least accurate translation right available and dang and what what blows my mind about that is there's so many people who are such devout King James people. Uh, We knew people growing up that they said if you didn't read the King James Version, like, you were going to hell. Like, I... Well, they probably uh, got that from the King James Version. From the King (laughs) James... There's, uh... That's in the introduction. Yeah. (laughs) At the very bottom of the page. Forward by God. By God. (laughs) (laughs) At, At the school, at my high school, there, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't use any other version of the body it had to be kgv kjv kjv um which i found frustrating because i don't it's a lot of these and thous and it's very difficult to read um it was written for 
that century yeah uh England yeah is not written for 21st century South Carolina South Carolinian yeah you know so when when people would mention about like well, you need to be in the Word. You need to be reading your Bible every day. I'm like, I don't really want to because it's really difficult to read that, you know. But you had to, yeah, it had to be King James Version. Um, so I, I, I don't know if maybe because King James Version is the most popular of all of them, maybe that's where this idea of hell has come from. Yeah. And over time, it has become, you know, black and white. Like you have heaven and you have hell, and they're just split in two yeah Yeah, i think if you if you ask just about any evangelical pastor um if you ask them about um going to hell or um where someone goes when when they die or, or something like that i believe their their main thought is going to be or their main thing is you you're going to live eternally after you die. So you're either going to live eternally in heaven or you're going to live eternally in hell. And there's just things scripturally that for me, I believe it says something else. Now going into this, I have to be humble and say, I don't know, you know, and I, I, I have no idea what it is and maybe if I do nail down a theory I know it's wrong you know I know it's not going to be what God intended or, or anything like that so I have to go into it like that but what what I find in scripture and I'm going to jump right into some scripture here so jump in yeah so Matthew 19 and 16 says and someone came to him and said teacher what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life mm-hmm. and this is something that I kind of w- was talking about with a pastor a pastor is going to tell you you have eternal life um, it's just a matter of where you're going to spend it and um, so b- basically that word eternal life is what What do I have to do um, because he's asking Jesus like I already don't have eternal life, but our, our main thought right now is we do have eternal life. So he's actually asking Jesus, what do I have to do to get to inherit eternal life? But the main thought in today's age is we have eternal life is just a matter of where you're going to spend it. So that kind of stands out to me. Yeah. Uh, there's another one in Matthew that says, um, Matthew 19, 29 through 30, um, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters, I always thought that was weird, houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother, mm. like why is houses in there? Anyway, or children <laughs> or farms for my namesake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. There it is again, inherit eternal life. That those things just stick out to me because yeah. I don't know, man, I, I've always heard it. Even if you're not a Christian. Okay. So you're just Joe blow and you, you, you're atheist, you're agnostic, whatever. When you die, you're going to be eternally tormented in hell because you don't believe in God and you, you haven't confessed your sins to Jesus and accepted him. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've always been taught. I've always been taught if you if you if you don't receive Jesus and you know 
confess him as your savior, you're going to hell eternally. But here again, it says inherit eternal life. And that, that has just always stuck out to me. Another one in Matthew, um, Matthew 25, 46. These will go away into eternal punishment, but they're righteous into eternal life. And I think that's so interesting there that Jesus puts eternal life next to eternal punishment. He didn't have to do that. He Mm -hmm. didn't have to say it that way. So it lends you to believe that eternal punishment means nothing. It means you no longer exist eternally. That would be the greatest punishment of all is even if you existed in hell, you still exist or your soul still exists. But the way he put it next to eternal life, that to me just kind of rings out. Well, well, wait a minute. You know, if there's eternal life, then maybe there's eternal death, Mm. you know? eternal non-existence yeah and then you know the the classic john three sixteen, yeah uh, you know that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life there it is mm-hmm. again not perish well we all know we're gonna die yeah and that word perish in the hebrew and the greek means death means not existing anymore we all know we're gonna die and then we know that we're gonna be raised up according to the bible we're going to be raised up uh, by God and then judged. And maybe that right there, he's saying you're either going to have eternal life or eternal death. Yeah. I don't know. So when I listened to Bad Christian had an episode, they've actually had a few episodes, but the, the one that stood out to me the most, they had Chris Date from the Rethinking Hell podcast on their show. That's a um, strong name for a rethinking, and he's a and he's a he's a pastor. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's it's not like you know, this dude lives in his mom's basement and you know has all these like <laughs> like conspiracy theories and things like that about the Bible, you know. And he's like, hey now, hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> hey. like I do. Right. But the uh, so uh, he's a he's a pastor. So I mean, he's he's done a lot of research into this and he's like, we're, we're misinterpreting the Bible big time. Yeah. I I mean about a ton of stuff, a lot of things, but this one he made, he started a whole podcast on That's wild. And they have like, like 120 something episodes. So do you know how old that is? How old that podcast is? Uh, it's from, uh, I think it was like late 2017. Um, so, late 2014 actually Pope Francis came out and said that right. hell doesn't uh, exist right right and that hell is just being away from God right I didn't know that yeah so huh. I mean Pope Francis is super cool really cool guy he said I, dogs he's go to it. heaven so so oh, I'm in so yeah, I'm yeah, in. yeah I'm in Absolutely. I would like to be Catholic cool. yeah like I'm going back <laughs> yeah I mean, back to your old roots I'm, yeah take me back guys <laughs> that's so that's I mean, that's so, uh, that's pivotal, man. Yeah. Think, uh, what is it? There's like 700 million Catholics or something like that. And for him to come out and say, no, there's more than that. There's like a billion Catholics. Any, anyhow, a lot. there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So for him to come out and say, Hey guys, there, there's no such thing as burning in hell. 
there yeah. is just the absence of God. of God. Yeah, when, that is mind blowing yeah. to me because he's not he's not someone who's gonna take scripture flippantly. Number one, number two, you know, homeboy has read the Bible a few times, sure, and yeah. has some great insight on biblical theory, biblical yeah. study. Not to mention, he's got the Vatican archives, which holds the oldest manuscripts. Right. Yeah. So for him to come out and say that, that is huge. And I don't think Homeboy's senile. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, that was five years ago, too. So he also, and I I have to tie it into aliens, he also said that he would welcome aliens and welcome them into the Catholic Church. Yeah. If, if they were. All are Why wouldn't you? Right. All are welcome. All are welcome. All, right. liter- literally. All, all of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a caveat for aliens. Yeah. Well, on one of the things that Chris State brought up on that podcast, because they were they were throwing some scripture at him and asking him, well, what, what does this verse mean if, if there is no hell as we know it? Um, and one of the ones that they brought up was Revelation twenty one eight that says, "But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshippers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death." I like um, how you said immoral there. Immoral, all the immoral. There's a lot of translations that say the homosexual. For the immoral, there is no word for homosexuals in the Bible. Exactly. Clear gone. <laughs> She done. <laughs> she done. If, that, if that's why we think I'm going to hell, y'all are far mistaken. <laughs> she gone. <laughs> so, with with that, he came back r- really quick, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, that's great, but think about what you're saying there, because in Revelation 20:10, um, uh, it says, "Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet." Um, there they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. The difference in those verses is that that verse implies that Satan will spend eternity burning. Um, the Ooh, other one. So that doesn't say. Yeah, that that's saying that Satan, the false prophet, and um, the beast will they will spend eternity burning. But in twenty one ten, um, or excuse me, in twenty one eight. The, the second death is exactly that. Death is final. Fin- right. Finite. So it it's it's absence of God. It's not eternal conscious torment. It's just done. I've, I've never thought, what was that? That was Revelation 2010 that you were saying yeah. the devil gets thrown into the... Yes. Do you, uh, do you have Revelation that? 2010. Can, is it up to, well, for you to read? He's yes, a, he's an immortal. That's what. That's being. exactly right. what I was going to say. Right. right. So he he that's will spend exactly what I was going to say. Like even though he sinned, which is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Like if I go into fire, I will burn up, and there right. I will, I will cease to exist because, uh, eventually, I will burn up and return to whatever molecular level I'll be on ash and whatever, but an immortal being, I don't think they're going to burn up. So that, that just hit me when you, when you, when you read that, like, Oh, that's why it says 
they're going to burn forever because they're literally going to be on fire forever because they're not human. Right. They're, they're not going to burn up like we would. Right. But does that mean we'll have like a second physical incarnation to then be thrown? I'm just wondering what I'm in for. All right. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I want to be prepared. The very traditional view (laughs) on, right. The 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 very traditional view on eternal torment is you die. Okay, so say the you're, first time. The first time you're 89. You know you've you've fought the good fight. You know you die, and then your being, all of you, like your eyes, will be made whole in your eye sockets and everything like you will be brought back to life to face judgment and then that's the craziest thing i've ever heard right think about the people who've been cremated how's that gonna work well i used to i used to hear that like you're just done yeah right but there's the, the very traditional view of this is your entire being will be brought back because if not what will you be tormented eternally for it's not going to, you know, torment your spirit eternally because a, a spirit is not a physical being. So you have to be basically reincarnated, resurrected, basically a resurrection of your physical self, blood through your body, heart pumping, synopsis firing, all that, all that to be judged either to spend life eternal with God or life eternal in hell. Do we get to like pick the age we come back, or is it just like, but when you die, it's so ambiguous. Mm-hmm. It is so ambiguous, there, and it seems and far fetched. Yeah, I don't have an explanation for that. Like how all the things we talk about, like with with death and judgment, are so like haphazardly thrown together. It's like, do you, do you go right away? Do you wait? Where does the where's the resurrection and all of that? You know. Revelation, yeah. all of that come into play. It's all. It, I mean, a lot of people would say it's all constructed to to provide fear and to right. create money yeah. and revenue. But and yeah. an abstract That's thought would be: let's think about the character of God here for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't see the character of God being okay with allowing His creation, regardless if they chose to follow Him or not to be tormented forever, eternally. I don't, the character of God, I don't don't see see that. Uh, And then some people say, well, look at the God of the Old Testament who allowed and commanded rape and murder and sacrifice of children. And there I say to them, I don't think that's God. I think that's, I, the people said, this is commanded through God and it's being put into scripture to show that it needs to be rebuked because I don't think a, a God, I don't think my God just don't would command that. slavery, yeah. rape, killing of, of, of children, sacrificing of young children. I don't see it. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't fathom that. So it's hard for me to fathom a God allowing his creation. God so loved the world. I mean, how many times is love attributed to God for him to allow something that he created and he loved so much to to 
to eternally be tormented. Yeah. I think he would rather it be gone. So going going back to that with God so loving the world and people just they want to make they want to make him out to be uh destructive and um almost not hateful but if you if you don't follow him then he's going to torment you for eternity by allowing you not to be with him and burn in hell um but that's putting him in a box again and putting human qualities on him right and and he doesn't have that he's he's not like us yeah so one thing i wanted to ask it if there if there is something like Sheol, because I, I mean I don't I don't I don't know the answers to everything, but I like to ask questions. So if there is something like Sheol, where it's kind of just like the midway point, where even if you were a great up, upstanding Christian, but you're not with Jesus yet, um, but you're just kind of in limbo until He's ready. Um, don't you think that maybe God would give those people? another chance to follow him. You know what yeah. I mean? Hmm. Because he wants you to be with He's him. constantly giving you chances. Chance so after wh- chance after why chance. would that not happen in death as why well? Would, yeah, why would death hmm. be the thing that stops him from doing that? You know? Especially if you're going to be raised again. Yeah. In that traditional view, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you would be given one last chance. Like, yeah. all right, you know, with your 80-year-old... We've, we've got to stop putting him in a box and putting those human qualities on him because that's just not who he is. So, and and we're we're never going to have it figured out anyway. So he could totally flip the script. Yeah, you I, know, I don't, And in the end, be like, I don't know why y'all even thought that you had it figured out because you didn't. No, and like just the the concept that the Old Testament, Old Covenant God is is an accurate portrayal is just so wild. Not to invalidate yeah. anything, but. Like I, I mean, God basically called it invalid. You know, He's like, "Well, yeah. no, we're gonna do, we're gonna get rid of that and try this new thing, right?" Because you guys obviously aren't you're understanding not, not what I'm trying up, to do. Right. So yeah. let's try this. Maybe let's try this approach and see if this works. I, I think it's relevant as far as historical uh, context, cultural context. I think it's, I think it's very important the Old Testament for to to know what happened and where it came from and how people got it wrong. I, I think those things are are so important as a learning step for myself. But like you said, um, there is there's so much in the Bible that just goes against a New Testament God that sure. it's kinda like, uh, these are these two different versions of the same God? Or, yeah. you know, how does that even work? And if God is God all the time, he cannot quit being God. And he's everlasting and never changing. How are there two different versions of him? I don't know. Well, so like these are just questions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it's like the the Old Testament was so, I mean, all of it's so far long ago. But, like, it's just this long game of telephone that we've been playing for thousands and right. thousands of yeah. years. Right. And, like, it's it's probably not at all what it started out to oh, be. Yeah, it's, like we've Adam, got it all screwed Adam up. and Eve in Hebrew, they don't have gender at all Mm. really they don't have gender wow i'm gonna have to look into that um there's next time we're here let's talk about transgenderism and proof of that in the bible but like it i mean it's there and people don't want to talk about it because we want these easy translations and all the work done for us but 
I mean, I really think that when it says like work out your salvation and fear and trembling, like it means like go to the real scripture, do your work, do your homework, do your research, do your research, like really figure out what it's supposed to say. Because if not, someone's going to pull the wool right over your eyes. And they've done that. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the Catholic church has done a lot of really great things and a lot of really horrible things. Like marriage was designed by the Catholic church to make money and to make people feel bad about sexuality and all these things so they could control them. Control, right. Yeah, it's all about power and control. And what what greater fear tactic do can a preacher or pastor or evangelist use rather? I, that's the greatest fear tactic of all. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. is the is. greatest fear tactic. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it, there's just, there, there is a whole lot that biblically, and then you're going to have people who say, well, it's not up to your interpretation because the Bible is in, inerrant in its its way. So my interpretation doesn't count. <laughs> I, honestly. Right. I mean, there's yeah. th- that's a viewpoint. But how can my interpretation not count if I'm supposed to digest and react to what I'm taking in? I have to be able to interpret it. That's just how humans work but it, but anyway yeah. just i don't know that this idea that i can i can now use fear into and i don't know i there's there might be some people who have the best intentions in the world who truly believe in an eternal torment and truly do not want people to burn forever in hell. And I commend them. I mean, they have taken a, a stance and they, they believe what they believe, but there's a lot of scripture that can be interpreted a different way. Yeah. The the way I read it and the way that, you know, a fire and brimstone pastor reads it are completely different. Yeah. And I mean, whatever helps you get through. Because if it takes you believing in a place like hell to keep you from going out and killing someone right now, then by all means, believe in hell. You know? <laughs> that, like, escal- that escalated real quick. Right. <laughs> but the scare tactic of hell, what, and, and like you said, there there's a lot of people who legitimately believe that. But again, that comes from years of not doing your own research on it. Uh, it, it's it's just something that's passed down family to family, generation to generation, and no one's ever questioned anything. Well, and this may be a huge a huge leap here, but I look at no, this is not a huge leap, and I'm gonna go with it. I look at um, modern day 2019 Southern Caucasians, yeah, and still the the racism yeah and prejudice that has lasted generationally but we're only this nation is only 200 years old right you know what i'm saying like that's only 200 years of a thought or an idea or a a a, a culture being handed down you're not born racist you're not born prejudiced you're not born a bigot what happens is that is imparted onto you and here we are in 2019 and we can see the effects of a generational wave of that way of thinking has it has it dissipated sure 
there, there's not as many as there was, but does it still exist? Sure. Oh, yeah. it, 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 hugely, it still exists. So if you apply that same reasoning or that same way of thinking on something as simple as is hell eternal damnation and eternal torment, it's handed down not just through family but through spiritual guidance that way generationally for since the 1400s, you know, of course you're going to have a strong strong following and belief without question. And that's not what faith is. Mm-hmm. Faith is not belief without question. Faith is belief with question. I've questioned everything and because of the questioning, I have faith. It's not blind. Faith is not blind thought. Faith comes from I have considered things and now I have faith because I have knowledge. I don't know. So it also lends itself to, like you were saying, purgatory. Like, what is that? Yeah. And where there are so many. I bet, you know what, if we went out and we went to a church here in town Sunday, stood outside with a little table, and we just asked people, what happens when you die? I would venture to say 90% of them would say, you know, when you die, you either go to heaven and hell. Like, it's an immediate thing. Like, they they feel like... Because how often do I read on Facebook when a loved one passes? They're like, well, at least they're in heaven now. But but are but they? are they? Right. Yeah. Like, Where scripturally... Yeah, scripturally, the, no, they're not. You know, yeah. there, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of stuff... But why do they believe that? Why do they believe that they go straight to heaven? They're just coping. It, is it's it, just coping. Yeah, uh, I mean, whatever. It's a thought, it, the it's generational yeah. thing. Yeah, they've never taken the time to actually well, think a, about it. A lot of people think that when you die, you like fast forward to when like the second coming is. Oh, time travel. Yeah, mm. like your spirit time Marty travels, and then you. you all just resurrect. It seems to like. If I died tomorrow, like me and Abraham Lincoln are like going up at the same time, you know. Same time, like high fiving. Yeah, like wow, this is up. so cool. I didn't even know any time passed. Well, and that's like, people think that's that. interesting though yeah. because when you when you die, your concept of time, if time doesn't exist when you die until you're resurrected, that's what it would seem like. Right. Like you die and then you wake up and it's you and Abe Lincoln hunting vampires. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. In hell. <laughs> in hell, yes. I don't know, like, what? I guess it could be a coping thing, but at some point in time, you have, like, I don't know. As a parent, if one of my kids were to pass away right now, right? Yeah, heaven forbid. I would want to know where they're at. Yeah. I would want to search scripture and have an understanding of what is happening and what is going on why don't people do that or or am i alone in that is that just am am i too analytical or am i overthinking things i think everyone handles grief differently yeah and at some point you just need closure and if that's what gives people closure like i'm fine with yeah by all means like whatever you need to say whatever you need to think it's terrifying to think like maybe time stays the same and maybe my kid is there for 
you know, another 50 just years waiting before it out. I'm there, like yeah. just alone. And you know, what if you're just alone? What if you're just out there by yourself in this weird purgatory and there's so much space and time that yeah. you never see anyone again until, you know, the second coming. And that could be hundreds and hundreds of years. No one wants to think that. Yeah. You know, for the past couple of days, I've been looking up, uh, what do Christians believe about the afterlife? And article after article after article after article and website and everything, I can't get an answer. What I get is reasons for the afterlife, but I can't get something or somewhere that says, this is what happens when you die according yeah. to scripture. I can't yeah. find it anywhere. I have searched probably 40 or 50 I've clicked on four or fifty links, and I I can't find it. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it's you may never. maybe it's not meant for us to know. Yeah, there's tons of stuff we're not supposed to know about. You know, if we did, it would <laughs> it would probably I don't know if we can handle it. It's like the aliens, like thing. the aliens. Yeah, do you? God think, is definitely an alien. Right, no, like, I just go. can't. There's yes. just no way he's not. You heard it here. And there's nothing disrespectful about saying that either. So before no, I think we catch flat awesome. for that. Yes. I think it's incredible. Right. Why would you want God to be human? Oh, I definitely don't think he's human. Right. Do people think that? They or picture made in his image, him. not as a copy, in his image. That's right. the only thing they can picture him I as. I think that's the only thing that... They just, think just that he's like a They picture white Jesus robe. as a white guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's all that they can do. I think that's all that... Like, Jesus didn't look like Ryan Reynolds, and God doesn't look like a human. Right. It just, it's not... <laughs> right. And, like, all of that's okay. And, like, I loved you guys talking about the, um, the seed theory or whatever mm. last week. That was so great. Yeah. And I, I have some things to say at the... The science doesn't really point that way, but like my heart does. We'll have to revisit that yeah. sometime. You know, I'm just looking through a lot of these, and I took note of a lot of scriptures that uh, eternal torment um, supporters point to, and I don't know. Like, hmm. I feel like it's mostly that Revelations verse, like you were talking. Yeah, there's about. A, there, a lot of it is that res, re, Revelations verse. Yeah. But on the on the flip side, so you have eternal torment or annihilationism, basically. Yeah. yeah. There are probably some fringe beliefs out there who believe some other things, but I think for the most part, those are the two mainstream viewpoints. Either, and with annihilationism, it's basically. And there's a, well, I mean, there's a subcategory. There's a traditional annihilationism and then there's, but with annihilationism, it's, you you cease to exist. Yeah. There's no eternal anything. You are annihilated. You are. It's over. Game over. The absence of the presence of God would be, you no longer exist. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, eternal torment is, we've discussed that. So those are the main two avenues that that people tend to believe in. And I thought it was interesting that 62% of American Christians cannot decide which one they believe in. Because when they're presented with annihilationism theory or whatever, they go, 
huh, never thought of it like that. They've That's, always they've always considered you know so eternal torment, and then yeah. when someone else brings it, they they actually can't make a decision mm-hmm. on which one of them they believe in. Now I know some people who would say, "Why is this important? So why, important. Why is this important? We should be focusing on spreading the gospel and discipling and everything like that." I believe it's important because if that if that is your main mission here on earth which the majority of Christians believe it is is to spread the gospel and witness and and make disciples when they when those people ask you a question what is hell what happens when we die and you look at them and you say that's not important they're going to look at you and say f you yeah (laughs) you know stop talking to me yeah you know if that's not important then why are you even talking to me yeah because I feel like every human being wants immortality. I want to live forever. Or sure. to know. Or, or to know or to have a, an yeah. idea. I mean, that's the biggest fear is death, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ultimately. Ultimately. Yeah. Ceasing to exist would mm-hmm. suck. Yep. And just the fear of not knowing what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. The more I look at the, the scripture and... You know that's that's really what we're basing this off of is what the what does the and Bible that's what say? everyone else is going to base it off of too is well uh, this verse uh, how about this verse well I've got some answers for those verses <laughs> yeah I mean there's verse you could truly read it both ways yeah and I think that's okay to sure. I, man I know some people who would who would who would say that. If if you believe in annihilationism, you, you're not a Christian whatsoever. Yeah. Like if you don't believe in eternal torment, you, thanks for you're telling not. me. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for letting me know. Yeah. Because it's you a, in hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll See save you, you a spot. <laughs> I'll keep it warm for you. Hey. Hey, look at you. Um. So, Gehenna is one thing that stood out to me in that. Um. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I tried to listen to it before we started recording. Um, but Gehenna... Wait, you try to listen to Google Translate? The Google Translation, okay. Gehenna. Um, but there's a, a lot of people will fire back with, well, the, I mean, it's in you know Matthew 5.22. Why don't you define um, it for us? They, don't they have the definition on there? Of Gehenna? Yeah. So, Gehenna... So read it. Yeah, so, got it right here. Um, it is a valley. Uh, a physical geographic location, the Valley of Hinnom. In fact, they have a picture of it, and it looks like California. It does. <laughs> Just tilted on the side. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. And that's, Makes sense. <laughs> that would be someone else's. Yep interpretation that we should just totally separate ourselves from California. Stupid liberals and their straws. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> but the typical response is that Jesus was using the Valley of Hinnom, Gehenna, uh, figurative, figuratively to mean um, our modern concept of hell. But who was it figurative to? So he was speaking to the Jews in that sense when he's because these are all Jesus's words in these verses in Matthew. Um, and uh, 
the section of this valley referred to as Gehenna was well known throughout Israel as an evil and dark place used for a variety of evil acts throughout Israel's history. In the time of Hosea, the rebellious Israelites committed child sacrifice there to honor the pagan god Melech, um, as seen in Second Chronicles 28.3. Um, this valley was well known as a place of fiery torture and sacrifices to honor pagan gods. Um, when King Josiah burned down the evil altars, the location remained a site for burning pagan artifacts as the country was purged of idolatry. As time went on and there were no more idols to burn, people began dumping and burning their trash in the valley, a practice that continued all the way through the time of Jesus. So when he's speaking of Gehenna and refers to it as hell, lowercase h, by the way, mm-hmm. not making it like a location, you know what I mean? Right. Um, he's using it as a sense of, like he as a visual for the Jewish people. To be like, you know, but it's not... It's Capital H. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As a, you know what I mean? Yeah, and Jesus never spoke in metaphor. <laughs> Everything was Analogy. literal. Everything, Everything was literal. Was yes. Everything was of literal. course. <laughs> and I think that, that it, that's definitely uh, something to think about because doesn't it, I can't remember the scripture that says that um, they're going to be tormented uh, or burned and their, their smoke the flames of their bodies, smoke of their bodies will rise forever or or something along those lines. And that makes it as in Gehenna is the reference that, that, that it's made there. And that makes sense. If people not only are burning trash or burning bodies or burning things that they don't want, it's that I bet if you were in that time frame and you stood out and looked across the horizon at this California, like, place you would constantly see smoke rising so yeah i mean i can understand why he would want to paint a picture for people and what better to paint a picture than something that they could see there in their time when he spoke right so i pulled up that verse and it actually says the smoke of their torment the smoke of their torment not their body it never talks about their bodies Mm -hmm. so the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever Think about that. The smoke of their torment. Mm-hmm. Now, for a traditionalist, eternal torment, that to them says they're going to be on fire forever. Forever. But for me, I can look at that and say, no, this, they're gone. Like, And the place is constantly burning, and they are a part of the place that is burning because they have now been reduced to ash or reduced to they've, they've been burnt so okay. of course they're yeah. they're that's going to rise for i don't know and, yeah. and in another sense i could also see it being like the the evidence of these people like continuing in in their sin will continue forever like they're oh, living wow. in this life of sin and there's the evidence that they still exist is the smoke wow yeah that's good that is real good yeah i used to read a lot of scripture look at that yeah. look at you <laughs> yeah you did i did you did lot. What's up, everyone in podcast land? This is Brian. And I'm Blake. And we are from the Not Religious Podcast, here to talk to you about one of our sponsors, PillarofHopeApparel.com. All right, Brian, they got some shirts, they got some hats, they got phone cases, whatever you need. It's awesome. And if you go right now and go to your cart, fill it up, put in the promo code NRP116, 
you'll get 10% off your order. Jeez, 10%. 10%. That's pillarofhopeapparel.com. Promo code NRP116. Check them out. So, in traditional Hebrew thought, earthly physical bodies were left on earth while spirits were preserved. So, it wouldn't have made sense for Jesus to speak about a physical body being cast into a spiritual hell. Instead, Jesus is using a well-known landmark to illustrate how significant and pervasive the destruction of sin is. Jesus is literally saying that cutting off your hand will be less damaging to your life than a lifestyle of sin. Hmm. So, uh, Jewish thought views um, view sin as self-inflicted judgment. In other words, when you sin, you inflict judgment upon yourself. This belief is so sincere that even today, many Orthodox Jews believe the Holocaust was their own oh, fault. Wow. Um, that it was their deserved judgment for the sins of Israel and the failure of the Jews to bring the world into the knowledge of Yahweh. As oh. extreme as that sounds, it gives us insight into the perspective of the Jews that were hearing Jesus' words. It's better to lose your eye than to let your eye result in your total self-destruction via sin. In other words, sin isn't meaningless. It's literally inviting hell into your life. Wow. Just another way he had to put a visual to it, yeah, in order for them to get it. And, I mean, he was among Jews all the time. He knew this is this is how they are. This is, this is how they're going to grasp this concept yeah. of sin and what sin does to you, you know. And, wow, what a master... Yeah, you know what a teacher to yeah. be able to recognize. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I mean that's that's crazy to me. Yeah. And well, what's really crazy is the Holocaust, Holocaust. thing. Oh, Man, oh yeah, gosh. Yeah, gosh. I didn't know that. Me either. Until until reading this. So. If you're Jewish and you think that, that's not true. No, no, it's no, not at all. No. Not at all. No. So please don't think that way. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Um. So I was looking up some stuff on the resurrected body yeah claire you you get the same body that you have so do i get to pick no no it's it's, when i die it's when you die yeah what about people that are like demented and lose their minds they'll be they'll be made whole what if you messed up while you were demented like if you are we talking Mm, if you have dementia does that is that when once saved always saves kicks in like, Don't get me started, started on oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah. When does that start? Uh, Let's um, go back to that episode. Yeah, I don't... Um, did we do a Once Saved, Always Saved mm-hmm. episode? We did. God, I, I feel like I've progressed a lot more in my thinking since oh, yeah. that episode. I want to yeah. say it was episode 15. Oh, wow. Right? It was if early. I remember, was if it? I remember correctly. I remember recording that episode. Oh, okay. That was at my mom's house. Yeah. I didn't listen to it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, and what if what if you, what if you get saved while you have dementia? I remember. Like, how does that count? It probably doesn't. Right? Because you well, you're not cognitively right. Let's not go there. Yeah, um, I don't want to. Or like, what happens if? You well, Claire, if you did want to go back and listen, it was episode fifteen. I'm just she saying. Something else anyone to that do. anyone that wants to go She's back. She's good. She's um, good. Episode fifteen. Yeah, I like that. Subscribe I'm on sure your favorite you podcast it. app. Apple Podcast. Apple, Apple Podcast. The only one Hashtag you should add. Know. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you remember the conversation. I can't even remember what the what we ended up deciding 
in the um, service that Sunday, but it was like the conversation of if you say a cuss word and you're in a wreck and you die. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. I think about that every time I drive. Like, every time I drive, I'm like, well, I can't say the F word if I wreck because yeah. then I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're burning. I don't, I don't even it. remember if that's the conclusion we came to, but I was like, that's probably it. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> I have anxiety from that. That was probably 10 years ago. But think about the fear that was put in you years yes, ago. Yes, it's a scare tank. You're it's thinking about... Does, is that really important? You or the, if you don't... If you don't um, like, all you have to do is, you know, say, like, Lord, forgive me. And then they did the, like, how long does that take? Right, and like, right. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, like, if you think it... Does it count? Does it count? Do you have to say it out loud? Right. Do you, you have to do a dance <laughs> you have to while you do speak it? it because I'm uploading to, my repentance right now. You have to right close now. your eyes. And if you close your eyes and you're praying a sinner's prayer and you get in a wreck and you say a cuss word, where do you go? Man, you're if in If that hell. happens at one time, That's where it. do you go? Eternal conscious torment. I think about that constantly. Like, well, I guess it would depend on when the cuss word came. Well, during the prayer? During the prayer, yeah. And how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. On a scale. <laughs> on the scale. <laughs> which one did you Which one did you drop? Right. Some of them are okay. Some of them are okay. I always remember it, like being in church and being like, when can I say hell and when can I not right. say yeah. hell? And when is it a cuss word and when is it not? <laughs> like I, one of Alex's friends, he was over here the other day and something something funny happened or, you know, and he was like, Jesus. And I was like. <laughs> Where? And, right. And Where, and, 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 and it kind of like I, I went, I, I reverted back to, oh my God, son, I need to pray for you. Like. Yeah. And I wanted, I almost was like, we don't use the Lord's name in vain in, in my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. So ingrained. It's the cross so is staring out at you. Right. Yeah, there's so many crosses on that wall right now. They're, those are decorative crosses. Oh, uh, those aren't. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, Excuse those, me. Those aren't. <laughs> no demonic spirits in this room. No. Whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I've always thought about that, too. Like, can you get away with saying Jesus? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't as know. Like a cuss word. <laughs> Every time someone says that, my dad says, "Oh, I love Jesus." Oh, yeah, so, awesome. so funny. <laughs> we'll be like in in public, and like Jesus Christ, he's like, "I love Jesus." Right, he's the best. He's our Lord and Savior. <laughs> yes, he is. Thank you. Really catch someone off guard there. Well, he's like, <laughs> but but like Catholics, man, I've heard I've heard a priest say Jesus Christ, like yeah. because something happened, like using it as a swear. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't, what's, I don't, man, we got way off topic there, didn't we? But is it? But no. is it? Yeah. No. I mean, no. cause, because some people think that they're automatic, you know, in, in, in game results for well, some it's not like quote unquote sense. Like a salvation prayer is not a cheat code. Like it's right. not, it's not, you can't just it's be like, not. Lord, forgive me. And then. Like but as people, you're dying from your car wreck, right. you just said the f word in. Like, yeah, but it it's taught. That's yeah, how it's, it's taught. Scare tactic. Like, but that's not what Christianity is. It's so crazy. Like, if that's what it is, like, I don't really want any part of it. That's at the crux of yeah. Christianity. If you you of have a, to of American Christianity, right? right. Yeah, it, you evangelical American, especially in the South Christianity, it is almost, and I I dare say this, it is almost idolatry yeah the prayer that you have to pray to become a christian yeah it's it, it you know christians give catholics a lot of crap 
about praying to Mary or praying to the saints. First of all, they're not praying to Mary. They're asking Mary to intercede and help pray with them. Because God's a busy guy. There you go. And if anyone's got Thank God's... Thank you for clearing that up, Brian. Yeah, if anyone's got God's ear, <laughs> it's his mom, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like so, a hotline. They just redirect you. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, Mary, can you help me get this prayer through? Mary, did they're you know? They're not praying to Mary. But they give Catholics so much crap about praying to Mary, and yet the same kind of importance and almost sacredness is put on the sinner's prayer. Honestly. Instead of and, and talking to God. It, mm-hmm. They almost make it seem like if you say like the wrong words and the that's, wrong order, and that's, right. it doesn't count. And that's yes. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The, the structure of the sinner's prayer, how it's said, all of that is... It, the importance of that is so much instead of and that doesn't exist anywhere in scripture it's not it's not biblical no well mm-hmm. and my it, it all it says is you have to believe that's and, it right. and that's my thought that's mm-hmm. my thought like why do i have to put these words together in this formation to be able to get get god yeah <laughs> you know why is that yeah, or and if why we if we live in this new covenant, we walk in this new covenant. Why do I have to follow these old covenant rules? Like they're fulfilled and completed right. already. Like that's already been taken care of. Right. Why? Why mm-hmm. do we have to? You can't dip from both sides. Mm-mm. But you can. You can as long if, as you say the sinner's prayer. As long yeah. as as long as people stay ignorant and accept what you tell them, you can. Yeah. yeah. And that's what. I mean that's what prosperity preaching does. Right. It's like Yeah. It's it it's cash flow. Yeah. So scare them into sticking around. Um, and you do that by not only preaching every Sunday that they need to be living right so they can spend eternity with Christ in heaven where it's nice and air conditioned. Um, but all of your friends who aren't believers or, you know, did this sin or that sin or whatever, they're gonna spend eternity burning in hell. Um, so you need to make sure that you're getting them in church. Yeah. Um, or if the hell houses or the right like the left behind movies. Scare tactics. I have PTSD from the left behind movies. Like I yeah. watched those as a small child and was like, every time my parents would leave, I thought the rapture happened and yeah. I got left behind because <laughs> I thought I said hell and you know like it was the wrong context and I was wrong and that was a swear. Have you seen the Nicolas Cage version of? I, no, I need I to watch that. In cage with Nicholas Cage. Yes. I need to watch. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple scare tactics all the way around. Whether it's hell houses or just talk about hell or into the world. That's not why God wants you to want to be saved. Right. Like how how conceited can you be as a person to be like, well, I just don't want to go to hell, so. Yeah. I'll say the sinner's prayer. Like right. God doesn't want that. That's not real. It's a relationship. Yeah. And, and I mean, if we want to tie it back into once saved, always saved. I, Episode fifteen. Th- think about how many Apple podcasts. Apple podcasts. Hit subscribe. I'm sure YouTube, especially YouTube, because of the environment that you grew up in. When you were a kid, how many times did you get saved? A hundred. Do you Dude, know what I'm saying? All the time. How many times did you get saved? I would do something, and then, like immediately ask for forgiveness you know and was like maybe i wasn't saved before so now i'm really saved there was one little girl who every time i i gave any kind of altar call or pray or you know every she got saved every single week hallelujah and 
that just goes to show me like, wow, um, it's not about you coming up here and saying these words, sweetheart. Yeah. It's about Jesus. a change that, that's going to happen. Well, that's a testament to the lack of discipleship in the modern church. Yeah. Like, if we, we all we care, not we, but sure. no, no, no. we, all yeah. we care about is how many people raise their hand on an Easter service. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, two people got, you know, 200 people got saved. That's fantastic. Now what? Like, where are they? You, that's you it. don't well, even, they don't come to the back. There's no follow up. You yeah. don't get their information. Like, they're just out here floundering, and that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, that's the exact opposite of what we're called to do. Right. Right. And, but, but how often is, I mean, you, you almost get, especially in an evangelical setting, you get the guilt factor of it. And like you said, with the driving and cussing, if you don't get say this prayer with us now, you're going to die on your drive home and be in hell. Yes. Today. Yes. (laughs) Who cut my brake lines? Right. I I remember going to uh, winter jam forever ago. And I remember, (laughs) I remember that being a big scare tactic there. It was, um, they, they mentioned that they, at one of the previous cities, they had, um, an altar call basically. And shortly after that, they, they knew of a girl who had given her life to Christ. And then she got into a car accident on the way home. She died. And now she is with Jesus. Make sure that you don't leave this building without, um, you know, without giving, getting, getting your life right tonight. Cause you just don't know. And how dare you, it, uh, how dude, dare you use someone's grief and tragedy right. to scare people? Here's like the thing. That. How dare you? Who knows if someone actually got into a car accident no, and died? No. Right. It could just be no way. Complete nutter bull crap. It is. And it just, a, just a, another way of scaring people into salvation, which I think is so wrong. And I think they're, and it's not legitimate. No. Like those people have to answer for that. Mm hmm. So the phrase, ask Jesus into your heart, is not biblical whatsoever. It appears nowhere in the Bible. Although there are similar phrases like, ye have received Jesus Christ the Lord. Um, I guess that's kind of similar. I I don't see that as ask Jesus into your heart. Um, um, So it says, where where does this prayer come from? Um, It turns out that this uh, came about in in the 17th and 18th centuries used as the phrase use or used as the phrase receive Christ into your heart with some regularity so that the Puritans could recruit for their journeys to the new world. So (laughs) if you want to come with us to the new world, you need to receive (laughs) Jesus in your heart. You're definitely going to die on the way. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know what's in store. We or, lost all of Roanoke, so you really <laughs> need to get Jesus in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, there you go Can we right talk about there. Roanoke when you come back? Absolutely. That'd be cool. cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. There you go right there, man. I mean, there's oh. something, even the sinner's prayer, even the term asking Jesus into your heart is used as a scare tactic, invented to recruit people to help colonize the new world. That's just not what it's about. Like, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure a lot of people that listen like think that I'm not on track, and like that's fine. You can think that they don't know you though. 
but it's like totally fine if you want to think that that's okay and like you're entitled to your opinion and your beliefs and I have mine but like it's I try to live my life in a way that like I am loving people and caring for people as much as I can and if that's wrong then like oh well like I did the best I could but it's better than this crap like it truly is it's better than pressuring people into chanting a phrase that means nothing and has no backing like maybe there is some magic words you need to say but it's not these but why would there be a magic word you know what I'm saying it just doesn't make sense to me this whole conversation about eternal torment and and annihilation it just feels so icky you know the eternal torment the more and more I read about it it just seems so icky to me am I at this point willing to say I believe in one or the other no what I'm willing to say at this point is I don't know and I'm willing to entertain ideas about things and say wow that sounds legit you know that sounds this sounds legit that sounds legit and I I don't think it's important to have the answer because I don't think I can obtain the answer but I don't think it's important to have the answer I think it's okay to if someone were to ask me someone who's interested in in faith to say what do you believe about hell I feel like it's okay for me to say well there's this school of thought and this school of thought I think there's some good arguments on both sides but at the end of the day I don't want to experience either of them right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so whichever one is true I want to do everything and that's the thing like why why is why is that such a question when what you have to do to avoid either one of those places is the same like the track to get to both of those places and in most cases and in most theologies is the same track so why does it matter i don't know yeah i think it's an interesting thought that like this annihilation theory is like basically what atheists think right you know like you die and sure there's that's nothing. it and that's right. it yeah. i think it's incredible that like could both be right right you know yeah. like those things can coexist yeah just like and, and i think that's creationism, <laughs> creationism. no theistic, those do not theistic evolution i i think that that's that may be one reason why you know the christian church is so against annihilationism is because it lines up so much with and I guarantee you that's why. Yeah. yeah, it's they don't want to prove or they don't want an atheist to come out as being right about that kind of stuff, you know? Because you proof for that. I mean, but I mean, you're I hit a GoPro in <laughs> in my casket, not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna have to have one hell of a battery. Oh, no. Brian, that's, that's good. <laughs> See what I did? There? That was really good. That was really good. You tied it all together for I us. Did. Thank I you did. so much. Do you have anything else that you need to add? No, I think that's it. I think that's pretty much it. Claire, do you have anything else that you no, would like to add? No, this is great. I think uh, uh, this also comes kind of like the end of our once saved, always a always saved episode fifteen. Um, <laughs> Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Subscribe and rate and review and leave a five star review. We just don't know. And you know what? 
it's okay, okay to not know. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I like to, I, I would take comfort in knowing that there wasn't somewhere that was, you know, it, it wasn't a place of eternal conscious torment. That's horrible. Because I know people who are going to be there. Right. Yeah. Like uh, there saying. would be, there would be, it would be horrible to know that friends and family of mine were spending eternity in constant suffering. That would be horrible to think about. Yeah. It's almost more of a comfort of like this whole, like, I don't know. There's some verses that point to, you know, even if they're not with God, at least it's over. Yeah. You know, and they're not suffering. That would just be a horrible thing to think about and dwell on, you know? So, yeah. So here's a question. Well, I've got it, something else to say on that. Oh, go Please. ahead. Go ahead. So it almost kind of, think, I wonder how much. All, I mean, all religions really line up very similarly, but yeah. the idea of like reincarnation. Right. I mean, this place sucks. Like, it does. Earth Ultimately. is not. It's not where you're trying to get. You know. Right. What I mean? And it's a place. It's a very through. sinful place. It, yeah. It's a place of debauchery. Like the idea that you keep, you know, coming back and you live this life, this hell, over yeah. and over again until you Ooh. finally figure it out. Yeah. Like, and you know, that, which is an interesting thought but it kind of lines up with what we've been talking about yeah yeah well except for the you come back as a cow but they still have consciousness or meat yeah is murder. or a frog meat is murder meat is murder yes meat is <laughs> which uh two things um our poll results yes you put up a poll yeah 60 percent 60 percent of the people that we polled says that uh eternal torment is real Forty percent says it is not, mm-hmm. and then we had a comment from our good buddy Andrew who says real, but not because pastor says so, but because it is written in scripture. So here's someone, here's Andrew who believes the inter- eternal torment. He reads scripture this way: uh, Revelation chapter nineteen twenty and twenty one. We talked about those. Mark nine forty three, Matthew eighteen nine, Matthew five twenty two, uh, James three six. I, th- I think we covered a lot of those. It is a place of eternal torment. I believe fire representing all consuming judgment. Oh, that's good. What? So the fire is representation of all consuming judgment, hmm. but also literal, uh, because hell is also described as a place of sulfur and brimstone. The Old Testament doesn't speak of it because, as discussed, uh, Sheol is the temporary place of torment until Judgment Day, when those bound there will be cast into the internal place of torment. So there's someone who... (laughs) Based on scripture, where does everybody else go, Andrew? You can you can DM me about that. Yeah, <laughs> where does? Uh, I know. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, my brain's I mean, fried. I'm not going, but like. have you guys ever been to Walmart at like? That's a, where they go. That's like where a, they go at like eleven at night, and there's only <laughs> one cashier open, and the line is back. That's yeah. that's where that's where you're at. That's my own. That's you. That's my own personal hill is having to go to Walmart for anything. All right, before you go back to Alabama, go to go to our Walmart here in Sumter, oh, South Carolina, yes. and behind the Golden Corral, the parking lot. Don't go alone. Don't go alone. <laughs> there's a fenced-in area 
it is like a pond for the rainwater runoff or whatever. But on the fenced-in area, there are signs, beware of alligators. Yep. Yep. That completely changes my shopping experience at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) That's Brian's own personal hill. Right. It's Walmart with alligators. I pulled in and (laughs) like, like there's a parking space near that fence line and I parked and I saw a sign and I was like, oh, that's what is that on the sign? And I walk up to the fence and I said, holy (laughs) hell, hell, hell. And I was like, yo, like (laughs) I come to Walmart often and you're telling me there could be a freaking alligator just like like just strolling around. No, I'm sure it's a legality thing in the meat department. Meat is murder. Meat is, is murder. murder. <laughs> Unless it's an alligator, then go ahead. Yeah, then you're good. by all means. <laughs> Your dad serves alligator at the pub yeah. house. Oh, man, so good. It's so good. Meat yeah. is murder. Meat is murder. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. All right, well, that's all I got, so. Um, good talk. Good talk, yeah, yeah absolutely. Always. Brian, uh, what, you, what you got for some music this week? Um, I completely forgot. What did I give you beforehand? SBR. Oh, sent by Ravens. Yeah. That's right. That's so right. So on my way to church, um, whenever I go to church to like practice or Sunday morning before we play, like I play two songs. I play sent by Ravens, the best in me. Mm-hmm. No, the best. Best in me. The yeah, best in me. It's a great song. So I play that up until that one traffic light, and then. When I turn, I play Sweet Jezebel. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling in the parking lot of the church. I understand Blair. you mean like practice, like practice music, but I immediately yeah. was like practice religion. Yes. Yeah. On the where, 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 we, where we practice my Christian Where the walk. Pharisees meet. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's crawling on his knees the entire way there. Yeah, definitely. There's a, hey, right. if you want to find some Pharisees, I got a couple places. <laughs> well, here you go. Here is The Best of Me by the St. Ravens. So many. many. I did. I got to see them six times before they kicked the bucket. And man, they died. 
All of them. Oh my gosh. Did they say the sinner's prayer? <laughs> uh, There's a video. Yes. I'll have to go back and find it, but it's uh If any if any of if anyone said the sinner's prayer. It was definitely Ravens. all the guys from Sent by Ravens. But there was a uh there was a a video from when they came to the Sumter Mall. Oh god. And played a Battle of the Bands years ago, right? Isn't that weird? What? But in the video you can see Travis in the corner of course. with his <laughs> beanie f- with his beanie and his flat iron hair and he's just sitting there just oh. you know tapping and jamming man. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I love I love you, Travis. Um I do too. So my song pick for this week. Um, <laughs> uh, last night, me and Allie were just like playing music on our phones oh, for in the, in just do what? Your wife, my wife, my wife Allie. Um, we were uh, marriage just, is just a construct. It is. Listen, it's a good one. Uh, yes, it's a great, great marriage. Um, but we're. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to convince us? <laughs> Everything's no. fine. Every everything is wonderful. I love my wife. But we were playing music uh, just on our phones. Oh, I just, it's okay. <laughs> we were like, have you ever heard of this band? Have you ever heard of this band? Yada, yada, yada. But she introduced me to a band called the Kooks. Have y'all heard of them? No. Man, they're so good. Never heard of them before. It sounds, that something sounds familiar the there. Yeah. Have um, we talked about them before or this is something new? You and I. No, I'd, no? I'd never heard of them until last night. So. Okay. I've heard of Something bands similar to, like, I thought she was talking about the Kinks before, which we've oh, seen maybe open for it, Foo Fighters, but maybe different band. Um, but uh, this song is called Naive. There you go. I like that. Right? Reminds me of McSwain. Yeah, it does. Not seeing it is your fault, although you could have done more. Oh, you're so naive, yes, so How could this be done with such a smiling sweetheart? Oh, and your sweet and pretty face is such a little clear Something so beautiful Oh, that every time I look inside I know she knows you know yeah. I'm not fond of asking Does it? True or false, it may be Oh, she's still out to get me And I know, she knows That I'm not fond of asking True or false, it may be She's still out to get me from it's a real thick accent wherever they are from so um but i i like it i like it a lot what do you mean thick accent like they, they don't sound american no you not fond of asking i mean that's probably racist but huh? i'm 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 offended <laughs> i'm offended myself so. i'm offended cut that part yeah <laughs> 
Ha, so it wasn't my turn to stick my foot in my mouth. <laughs> Finally. Brian, Claire. don't even make me repeat some of the things. Oh, God. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. The best one ever is me listening and you saying something, and I was in the car, and I was like, Brian. Brian. And Claire's probably like, Brian, don't say <laughs> Don't say it. like, you're right, I didn't. Yeah. Just say I have the best intentions, though. I know you do. They're from Brighton, so they're from England. Oh. It's thick. I figured when he said, not fond of asking, it's like, yeah, that's it's got to be somewhere across the pond. There you go, across the pond. Proper use of that term now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, I got it. He was referring By the way, to we, Germany as across the pond. Well, we don't have any German listeners anyway. Across the anyway, pond so. and then a bunch of other countries. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have across any German listeners, really so it's good. Right, that's what I right. By the time we get German listeners... They're probably way past these episodes. Them. Yeah, yes, they won't. They won't ever listen to that episode it's or episode cool. fifteen on Apple Podcast. Subscribe and like until we can put all of them on YouTube, to which there is full access to every single. But one you will of our not be monetized so. with all this music. No, definitely not. We'll get in trouble Ooh, for that. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah, do, all right, so screw YouTube. Any, any. No, Never gonna do on, that. Add it on YouTube, but just this can be like bonus stuff. You can have people. We can do the. Oh, it's the Patreon. Yeah. yeah. There okay, you go. Cool. All right. So. Uh, I'm smart. What are you listening to, Claire? You don't you don't have a song pick for us, but no. you showed us a video that you wanted us to share. Oh, there you go. Um, Did you pull it up? Yes, I've got it right here. It's really so long, but well, you can watch some of it. Right? You definitely yeah. Link it. The the the. Oh yeah, definitely. Put, the link, put a link in there. Um, but it's worth a watch. so me and Brian just watched American Gospel. Great, great, great movie. Crazy good documentary. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. It will make you change your views on. A lot of pastors. Prosperity. Yeah. Or anti vaxxers. You're an anti vaxxer now? Yes. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) But prosperity preachers and all that. So uh, Inside Edition did a um an interview with Kenneth Copeland. And he is my favorite pastor. Right. It's not an interview. Homegirl showed up at a at a at the airport. At an air hangar. Private air hangar. By his plane. The brass balls on this chick. And she is so calm and well articulated. She just it's amazing. And he is not. (laughs) You have to so even if you listen to this, you need to go pull up the video and look into his whole fish eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He's very uncomfortable the whole entire time. So um, but his, I've got it right here. We yeah. can we can go ahead and place some. His some makeup clips has here. been applied with a putty knife. <laughs> How are you, sir? We'd just like to ask you about why you don't want to fly commercial. Why have you said that you won't fly commercial? You said that it's like getting into a tube with a bunch of demons. Why do you think that? No, no listen to me just saying. Not the people. The main reason is because of the need. For speed. If, if I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. That's really the main. Isn't it true that you want to fly commercial so that you can fly in luxury? How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business. But uh, Isn't it the business of your donors? Listen, I paid. He's so mad. <laughs> You kind of caught me off guard here, okay? No crap. Certainly. Well, if you'd like to come out here, I'd like to give you a chance to to catch your breath and and have a conversation. We don't want to. We don't want to catch your breath, old man. Inside Edition. You got to get this now. Hey, you listening to me? My my wife thinks Inside Edition is. Oh yeah. <laughs> now. What does that mean? You know what it means. Lord, help me. 
panties drop when inside edition comes on. A lot of people think it's unbecoming for a preacher to, to live to a three, life of luxury ten, and to fly three, around ten, in private in jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. Very simple. It takes a lot of money to do what we do. I bet it does. Here's 310. Okay. Again, getting back to the comment, you said that you don't like to fly commercial because you don't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. Do you really believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. Oh, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, Man. but principalities and powers. Can and you explain what you meant by that, yes. that, by that term then? Yes. Just, just explain, because it's really simple. You said you didn't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. What did you mean? The, <laughs> well, just let me tell ask me what you yeah. meant. What, you what think that you people that fly commercial are demons? If you give me a chance to talk, sweetheart, I'll explain this. Oh, sweetheart. It's a biblical oh, thing. It's a spiritual thing. It doesn't have anything it's to do with people. People, I love people. Uh, Jesus loves people. Oh, but Jesus people is like, uh, 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 get, no, no, get, get away! Stop <laughs> using my name! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> do you think that's a good place for a preacher to be and prepare to go preach to a lot of people? Yes. Yes, Somebody I do. In there is dragging some woman down an aisle. Oh. It made me so mad to see that some on television. Woman. I want to punch a guy there. out myself. I can't be doing that while I'm getting ready to preach. So you just don't like to be around the sinful people or the, the hurtful people. Is that what you're saying? Not the people, baby. Not baby. People. Baby. I'm surprised his entourage has let this go on for so yeah. long, that interview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's 12 minutes long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised she... they didn't they didn't well, put him in a car and drive him away. Yeah. Well, they let him throw out the counter spell. She was like... It, it, it doesn't it say that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And he hit you with that Christian counterspell of, but all things are possible through Christ. All yeah. things. And she was like, I don't think those are related. <laughs> <laughs> all things, sweetheart. Sweetheart. He baby. Baby. Oh, yeah. that's so, so cringy. And his his facial expression, please go watch the video. It's uh, so good. His facial expression whenever he says, hey, don't you say that I said that. Like he, And then he smiles like afterwards. It's just like this crazy... like The demons are in that too. Yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> He's possessed. Man. <laughs> Freaking weirdo. Possessed. possessed. Well, I watched, I've watched that video ten times today. So. Oh, I'm going to share the crap out of it. <laughs> that's what I've been listening to. <laughs> that's, well, that's... There you go. That's what she's listening to. That's what she's listening to. All right, let's wrap this thing up Blake well thank you guys so much for listening to the not religious podcast um thank you Claire for coming back and being with us on this episode um no but it's a special episode today so I figured this was an appropriate song so definitely <laughs> but you can find us on the Twitter on the Facebook and on the Instagram all you gotta do is just search for not religious podcast um, whatever podcast platform that you listen to, please leave us a review and a rating. Um, preferably Apple Podcasts because they're the best. No, um, because that's how we get sponsorships and, and that's make how money. We get the sponsorships. So thank you so much. You and be honest with you, people. That's, that's how we get. That's what we. That's how that's we're how bringing we home paid. the bacon. So <laughs> meat is murder. Meat is murder. Yeah, bacon ain't free here. No, um, we're a part of the Coming Right Up Network. Network, and you can catch us every Sunday on comingrightup.org at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And while you're there, go ahead and check out the rest of the shows on the network because they're amazing.
Very good. I love listening to them. So, um, so thank you again, Claire. Thanks, Claire. Thanks Let us know when you're coming yeah. back. Yeah. We'll keep partying. Brian. Be nice to everyone. I love your face. I love your face. Toodaloo. Happy Friday. Meet his murder.